announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Hello, hello. What's up, everybody? I hope you are having an amazing day. This is another rock star episode of The Hemp Revolution. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. We are streaming in live from Denver, Colorado. And today we are going to be discussing your story, how to set your brand apart with your story. And I think a lot of brands are hyper-focused on the product and a lot of the features around their product, but don't spend enough time talking about who they are and why they do what they do for you. Today's guest is a fellow marketer in the cannabis and hemp space. Oren Todoris is the founder of Canna Impact, a leading creative growth agency serving the cannabis industry. With over 15 years of marketing experience, Oren, like many other, has helped establish B2B and B2C ventures, making the corporate to cannabis jump and seeing incredible success there. Help me give a nice warm welcome to our good friend, Oren. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here too. I was just saying before starting the podcast how exciting it's going to be to speak to somebody else who's actually marketing the products online. And when I saw the desired, you know, the desired subject and wanting to talk about the importance of story, I was just like, this is so perfect because I feel like is the one harping on this. I'm seeing the same thing. You know, there's so much talk about legalization, regulations, you know, the full financial aspect, super important. Personally, I'm really fascinated and super interested in the whole marketing side of things. So it's great to, you know, to have this chance to talk to you and and to share our story with you guys. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. You're based out of Israel. You've done incredible things in the market, you know, in the digital or marketing space pre-cannabis. Before we dive back into our what I thought was a good conversation. Why don't mm-hmm. you just spend a few minutes and, and share with us who you are, what your background is, and how you got into the cannabis space. Sure, absolutely. So, as you said, I've been involved in the digital marketing space for about 15 years. Over that 15 years, I've worked as a full-time employee and freelance across many different segments and industries of the online industry, from retail tech to travel tech and hospitality, you know, touching on different industries along the way. I spent a lot of years in the mobile industry and about, I'd say 15 years ago, I really got involved and, and took the plunge and, and focused on the content marketing side of things. You know, I just felt that building a brand story, working on the content side of things is much more appealing to me as opposed to media buying and numbers and purchasing, you know, ad space, which is super important. Personally, I think that the whole brand story, brand strategy content is my expertise, my forte, something that, that really, really resonates with me. And that's when I decided to, uh, you know, double down on that. Fast forwarding a little bit, I'd say four years ago, I launched my content strategy agency, which was doing fantastic. But I really realized that I had to focus, had to focus on a specific niche or had to, you know, uh, 
sort of find a segment that, that really resonated with me. And that's when I realized that there wasn't a lot of content agencies or creative agencies that were focused on the cannabis space. So sure, there was a lot of branding agencies and a lot of marketing type companies, but there wasn't one that really stood out to me in terms of a content strategy agency servicing the cannabis space. And that's when I decided to focus on that. And it's been growing incredibly well since. I'm so excited to talk about that. Okay. So you have no idea. Like this is <laughs> my husband and I, James, we talk about this all the time and sure. we get, as you can imagine, and I'm not sure how much you know about us, but we have in the last two years have built a following of over 1 million people from around the world. We've impacted over 50 million with our content, hundreds of thousands, if not millions are reading our content every single month. And it's not because we have the greatest products. As a matter of fact, yes. we don't even have a brand of our own and we hardly ever sell or promote brands on our community. The reason why our community has grown so quickly or is considered one of the most hyper engaged, largest growing communities online today is because yes. of the story. And the reason why we can command tens of thousands of clicks or thousands of eyes on our offers when we do make them is because we've told and continue to tell an incredible story. And I dubbed the term story selling because whether or not you're selling a physical product, you're always selling them to stay engaged and excited about your content. So back, I just want to back up a little bit. How did you make, you said that you had to focus on a niche. So was it just out of necessity for needing focus in your business that you got into the cannabis space? Or was there something else that tied you to the industry that made you select this direction? Well, it's a good question. You know, at the time, like I said, about a year ago, I was working in you know, different industries, different segments, and they were all fantastic. You know, I could have kept focusing on travel tech, hospitality tech, retail tech, and those clients kept on coming, you know, and word of mouth was building up. And to tell you the truth, those clients still exist. We haven't fully let go of the traditional type of clients, but at the same time, the whole cannabis type clients and that, that segment has picked up so quickly that it's you know, taken up, I'd say, 80-90% of our time and of our energy. Why did I decide to focus on that? Again, it was uh, partly out of necessity. I realized that there was you know, a need in the market for a content uh, creative agency. And it was personal interest as well. You know, at the end of the day, you want to work on something that you're passionate about. You want to work on something that is that resonates with you, that's different, and not be in the same pond as everywhere else or as everyone else. So I think that that's, you know, if that's the balance of it, of finding the right niche or industry that you're interested in, that you're passionate about. And at the same time, you have some sort of a competitive advantage of being the first in that industry or, you know, being passionate enough about it you bring a little something extra. And I think that's what you guys do as well. I mean, you are passionate about what you guys do. You're authentic about it. You resonate, you know, it resonates with your, with your, with your audience. And I think that that's what makes you guys unique. And it's what we try to do with the clients that we work with as well. You know, at the same time, the clients that we work with, work with always try to bring their features and their products and their services and try to bring it to a technical level. And we try to bring them back down to earth and tell the right story. So that, that balance is you know, always something that, uh, that has to occur. And I think that's, that's what really appealed to me. Uh, there wasn't another agency that was focusing on it. And that's what made the Canada Impact so unique. Now, there's methods that we used to build up our credibility and, and our exposure, which I'll gladly go into. 
Nice. Okay. I'll ask you about that here in just a minute. Before we started the podcast, we were having a conversation of our origin and, you know, just finding out how we were getting into this space, how we got involved, what our backgrounds were. So I was right in the midst of answering you and I was like, forget about it. Let's just (laughs) play on this thing. And so my background, I wasn't always so public with cannabis. And I think a lot of people who are getting into this industry are still sort of battling with how public they want to be with their involvement. Some owners, you know, have a lot to protect being in the industry, specifically cannabis, not so much hemp anymore, but specifically cannabis. If you are a significant investor, you are putting quite a bit at risk but with great risk comes great reward. So my involvement with cannabis really started when I was in a near fatal surfing accident. And I went through this pretty challenging period of time with the Western medicine that was totally failing me. Medications, experimental treatments, all of these different things that was just frustrating, expensive, and never delivered the desired results. And I swear, if I didn't have my mom advocating, you know, and and pushing and really searching beyond that, what the doctors would say, we wouldn't be here right now. She, she really sought out the information and the professionals and the education necessary to guide us through a healing process you know, we came in contact with a holistic neurologist who was, who was out of Switzerland, and he introduced me to my endocannabinoid system, taught me about, you know, strain selection, microdosing, phytonutrients, holistic health, I mean, all of these different things. And I really had to take responsibility for myself as, as a young adult and the healing or life that I wanted to have. And so that's, that's my journey. That's where I became passionate because my results came from following a regimen that had nothing to do with medications or, you know, tests or MRIs or anything like that. It just had to do with self-aware care or self-conscious care. And it was an incredible transformation. And, you know, after battling with the medical system, with the legal system, I found myself in Colorado supporting legislation that would legalize cannabis and developing a lot of the foundation for this industry to thrive. So through that history, through those years, I developed my passion for public speaking. I developed my passion for I don't even think I'm a mar. I don't really consider myself a marketer. Right. I'm, I'm a storyteller. Uh, exactly. So, so, so neither do I. I think that there's marketing and everything that you know people have to do. I don't like to label it as a marketer, but I do like to you know work with brands to help them tell their story, to find the right angle, to find the right hook, you know, to break the things down to a more personal human level as opposed to numbers and statistics where nobody's really interested in. So, so I completely understand that. You know, it's, it's hard to, to label some or myself as as a marketer. Sorry, go on. No, I don't know. I was. I think. I think it's a fast because everybody wants a label on what they do and exactly. who they are, and you know, mm-hmm. and what it is that they. And I, I'm. I'm more authentic about it. I'm like. I'm just very rawly telling you my fucked up journey to get to where I am right now. And we all think that the road to entrepreneurialism is the straight line and it's not, it's right. There's lots of, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So so I think that your, your road was a little bit different from mine as you started from more of a medical, you know, sort of experience, more medical background. Whereas my journey into this industry started more from, First of all, from the interest of, of, of an emerging, emerging industry, of a fastly changing and, and, and you know, evolving industry. 
and of a personal and professional need to find a specific niche that connect that I connected with and that I could bring in a, a little something extra to, you know, to bring the 15 years of experience into an industry that was still sort of taboo, wasn't talked about so much even a year ago. Things weren't as open as they are today. It still really surprises me to this day that I meet with people in, you know, boardrooms and suddenly, you know, talking about cannabis has become an open subject that whereas a year ago I would talk to people, I'd still get the same lame jokes that, you know, people have to, to make around the subject. So now it's completely viable. People are talking about it. It's happening. It's something that, you know, big businesses are definitely, definitely taking seriously. And a year ago when we started, I can honestly say that there weren't so many events or meetups or get-togethers around the industry. And that's one of the ways that we started building the name out for Canna Impact. And I'll tell you a funny story. The first way or, or, or method that I used to really get the word out for Canna Impact, just to understand if there, if there was a need for a creative agency in the space, was as simple as hosting a meetup that I promoted on, on a Facebook event. And we decided to host like a two-hour meetup. I didn't know anything about the industry, didn't know anybody in the industry. I just decided to host an event. We invited people to our front lawn or the, the backyard, I should say, of our meeting space, of our office. And about 100 people registered for the two-hour meetup. Then I said, okay, now 100 people registered. I have to find speakers. So I started looking around for people to speak at this event. At the end of the day, it was fantastic. There was 100 people who showed up. I got three amazing speakers to give you know, 15, 20-minute presentations and then I realized, okay, that there's a huge need for this. I mean, if 100 people showed up and I know nothing about it, you know, let's see how I can learn more about the industry, what their needs are, what their challenges are. And that's how it built up. So every two months, I should say, since for like the past year, we've been hosting meetups, two-hour meetups, where there's now about 100, 150 people that show up at a time. Each of these meetups now occur not in the backyard of our office, but they occur at WeWork and at Microsoft and at, you know, these co-working spaces. Where, again, a year ago, if I would have called up WeWork and said, I need a meeting a space for 100 people in the cannabis industry, that wouldn't have happened. And now, you know, it's become the norm. That's pretty remarkable. Even in Israel, which is considered to be one of the hubs of cannabis research and development, yeah. it's, right. it's pretty amazing that there's still an open conversation to be had, that there's still a lot of curiosity, and that it's not a, main, yes. a mainstream subject. Can you share with me a little bit about the temperature there you know, amongst the general public. I understand that there's a huge interest in the business side of it, but from the holistic side, having such important research being done right there in your backyard, how is the conversation? What is the research that's available? Do you got, I mean, for me, it feels like if you live in New York, you're the first one to get the New York Times. Sure. It feels the same. It feels like it should be the same for cannabis, you know. For what's happening in cannabis research. research? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you honestly that I think that the one major advantage that we have here in Israel is definitely, you know, that it's, it's research, it's data, it's analysis, it's all the information that's, that's being de developed and, and researched around the, the cannabis and can cannabinoid system. So that's definitely occurring. I think that if anything does come out of Israel that's significant and, and beneficial to the world, it's going to be the, the research that was done here. We have a much bigger challenge to get consumer type products out into the market. But when it comes to actually putting the stamp of approval on existing products, I think that Israel is definitely one of the best places in the world to make that happen. And the other advantage that we have is that we are a tight knit community. So especially in the cannabis industry, everyone knows everyone. We definitely help each other out. I think that that's one of the reasons that the meetups that we host consistently work because they're very down to earth. 
We don't necessarily focus on the medical aspect. We try to help entrepreneurs. We try to uh, share information, share things that work, and we share the stories that don't work so well. So one of the things that we hosted recently was a cannabis tech pitch night where we had, uh, you know, about, I think it was eight startup, cannabis tech uh, startups that pitched to a host of about 100 people or so with investors and analysts in the crowd. And, you know, people sharing their story on why they're, you know, why they're working on their cannabis startup. So there were some amazing stories to be told there. And I think that most of them were uh, part of the research industry. So a lot of amazing things coming out of, you know, CBD uses for CBD to help help with health and so on. So that's what I'm really passionate about. And I think that that's what you're going to start seeing coming out of Israel, research development and some very unique formulations around CBD. I agree. We're already seeing such a huge market opening up here in the United States and people who are in the industry would say that it's becoming saturated. But since I'm sitting, you know, on a peripheral play, from, I, I consider myself to be peripheral. I'm not battling it out with my own brand. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm supporting other brands growing. Absolutely. So I believe that there's still this huge opportunity and, and mainly in the education space. And the most powerful way to make the impact is through the story. Can you share with our audience, because our audience who's listening to this are, you know, patients' lives who are being transformed by the stories and by the products yeah. that are coming onto them onto the marketplace, but more importantly, we have the budding entrepreneurs, the ones with established brands who want to grow and the ones who are really interested in wanting to jump into the industry. So what can you share with them about the, so there's the three biggest challenges in this space, banking and merchant processing, marketing and advertising, and stabilizing your supply chain. The marketing and advertising is killing everybody because they can't, reach the because audience. That's the big issue that everybody has right now, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's a huge, yeah. huge issue. So share with us what your tips or tricks or system yeah. of telling a good story to capture the attention and connect authentically with the audience you want to serve. Absolutely. So, so I think that one of the biggest things that we realized, and you know, and, and it's, not, it's not revolutionary, right? I mean, you could say this for pretty much any industry. If the entrepreneur or the business or the startup isn't passionate about what they're doing, that's going to come through in everything that they do. It always surprises me when I get more passionate about one of our clients than the actual clients, right? <laughs> so I, I, you know, they invite me to a meeting, they start giving me stats and numbers and figures and all this technology that they're doing, but I don't feel that passion coming out of what they're actually doing. And that's my job. You know, I try to bring them down to why would their clients resonate with, with what they're trying to do? who their competitors are. So, so let me take a step back. A few things that are super important to me is first understanding who the competitors are. I'm always looking at competitors for our clients and I'm trying to keep them updated about where their competitors are sharing information, value to their, to their customers. Before I even start writing one piece of content, I want to know exactly what the competitors are doing. Are they creating textual content, video content? Are they creating professional type content or are they creating, creating some sort of personal content with their, with their you know, mobile devices, showing the products, their services, whatever they're doing in the greenhouses or so on. So what type of content are they creating? Certain researching competition is super important. The second thing that I think is critical is understanding what channels work best for the clients. So should they be on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, or can they focus all of their energy and time and resources on just creating a series of YouTube videos and you know, neglecting the other channels? you know, figuring out what channel works best to reach their audience. 
as you said, that there, you know, there's a big challenge because you, you can't advertise on Facebook or Google, chances are things will get uh, declined. So to get around that, there are a few things that everybody can do. So one of them is blog content, consistently writing blog content, sharing information, sharing value, talking about the products and services, how it actually helps their end customers. So blog content is number one. Number two is press releases with PR content. There's no reason that they shouldn't be publishing a press release at least once a month. And here's the, the fun part. They don't necessarily have to have, uh, you know, world shattering news to publish a press release. It could be about a new feature. It could be about somebody they hired. It could be a small milestone that happened about, you know, at, at their company. So it doesn't necessarily have to be world shattering information. PR is something that I try to get everybody on board with. The other thing that I really recommend everybody gets involved with is working with influencers. So as a brand, you can't advertise on Facebook and Google, but that doesn't mean that influencers can't promote your brand for you or talk about your brand, especially if it's CBD type products, right? So again, purchasing paid media on, on the main channels is a huge challenge, but working with the right influencers that resonate with the right audience, getting them to talk about your products, to try your products and to talk about it authentically is one of the most effective marketing channels people can ask for. Yeah, we use that. We use influencer marketing all the time. Speaking of which, I'm an influencer. <laughs> people look at me as an influencer. So that's the number one thing they reach out to me for. And by the time I go through and, you know, review all of their content or review yeah. their marketing assets or whatever, I recognize that they're not actually ready for the kind of traffic that I can send them. There's a lot of technology right. that goes into bringing you know, the story and the influence to life. If, if I'm course. just going to send a bunch of traffic your direction and you don't have yeah. the right infrastructure in place to catch it, it's not going to produce the results that you want. So you mentioned some key things that, that we're doing and actually one thing that we're not doing, but it makes perfect sense. The press releases, I think that that's really super powerful because we're not, we're not doing press releases right now. We get mentioned quite a bit, but we don't do press releases. And I think that businesses or people like to follow the story and the growth sure. of a business. So that's really super powerful. In terms of press releases, there's actually quite a bit of, you know, there's a few press release distribution services. Now, honestly, they're not always as effective as, you know, reaching out to a media or publisher and getting them to write about your story. But it's quick and it's easy. And in my personal opinion, it's, you know, just as effective as writing a blog post, if not more so. So if you have a good story to tell, if you have an amazing guest who shared some amazing tips, why not write a press release about that and, you know, get the word out uh, on a consistent basis once a month. The worst that, that will happen is that you'll get a, a few extra mentions on, you know, on, on Google search, which is something that everybody will be happy with. So what you're saying is you want me to write a press release about this interview? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can take a hint. I can take a hit. What about the compliance piece of this? I mean, it's all exciting to be able to produce content and tell your story and wanting to use testimonials, but there's a lot of limitations that don't allow us to do what feels most natural to us as a business owner. And we feel proud of the results that we're creating and we feel proud yeah. of the people whose lives we're impacting. We want to be able to share their stories. And yet sure. the FDA is, and the FTC are sending out letters, warning letters that really put companies at risk if their testimonials are too explicit right. or if, you know, their blog posts or, or whatever of it course. is, their content, they're even looking at how their employees 
are interfacing or interacting, commenting in social media. So how do you get around or what are some of the key considerations that you need to be aware of when you're producing content? How do you get around the compliance piece? So I think that one of the things that we always try to do is we, first of all, we never try to make any medical claims. And, and that's, that's the obvious, right? It, it has to stay completely at a high level. Honestly, I also try to never really incorporate people's actual names or to, to connect it to an actual case. But more, more staying on a high global level. It's honestly, it's not easy, right? Everybody can fall in that trap of, of getting hit by, by some sort of a, a legal letter or so on. But when it comes to any type of medical claim or connecting it to somebody's actual name or, or an actual persona, that's something that we try to stay away from. And interestingly enough, we are now working with a startup that is launching a sort of a CBD review site for products that will allow people to review CBD products from other brands on a very unbiased level. And the nice thing about it is that it's not the brand making the claim. It's going to be actual users talking about their experience. So there's these different types of platforms that are out there that could be leveraged, you know, towards getting more exposure for a brand or a product. But, but, I, I, but I completely agree. That, and that's one of the big challenges, right? It's one of the, you never know what you're going to be hit with next. And that's one of the upheld challenges that we're faced with in this industry. The inconsistencies or the unknowns that come at a, on a regular basis that, are, that you just have to roll with and, and try to understand how to, uh, to you know, optimize going forward. I 100% agree. We, you know, one of the things that we talk about when in, in our Emerald Circle Mastermind, which is a one year, yeah. a 12 month mentoring program that we work specifically with cannabis and hemp companies to start, build, grow, scale their companies. And a lot of them are looking to duplicate what we have created, which is an internal ecosystem that we can promote to over and over again, and focus specifically toward their brand or towards their niche. So we tell that we advise in two different ways that because there's two different, there's two different governing agencies that will manage content over product. And as a product, you're a lot more limited to what you can say and what you can do around, you know, the results, the efficacy of the brand. I mean, really you can only share features as a brand, but as a media company, you can say whatever the you want. I mean, we can tell incredible stories. People can say that their babies were, you know, all of a sudden grew wings and started to fly. You know, they, they, they can say nearly anything as long as we don't use words like cure, treat, these medical terms, right? So we, we're advising and, and, and actually teaching these brands how to build a separate media channel that yeah. they can produce content stories and, you know, create engagement and then. And um, use that to leverage their brand. Yeah, exactly. We're, yeah. we're developing the different points of contact, whether it's a messenger, SMS, email list, and we are using all of these different points of contact to be able to share and bring brand awareness you know, yeah. story, brand awareness, all of these different things. So it's been working really super well. And I think a lot of you who are listening right now are trying to understand where the loopholes are with all of yeah. the restriction, right? Rules are made to be broken, in my opinion. <laughs> so how, how do you break the rules? And that's one of the ways that we've been able to do it. That's an excellent point. I think that's one of the things that businesses have a lot of trouble with is understanding that they need to create media, right? They have to be not just about promoting their product, they really have to educate their, their industry, educate their clients, educate the market that they're in, 
And by doing that, you know, we have to be consistent about writing blog content, about creating video content. I'm very, very passionate about and a big believer in that type of, you know, video, uh, video yeah. uh, medium. And one of the things that I really recommend to a lot of clients that I work with, and I see that it's happening across almost every industry, is that businesses will invest thousands of dollars in one super long, glossy, amazing video, high, you know, high quality video that, you know, runs for a couple of minutes and nobody's really interested in, as opposed to creating a series of smaller one to two minute videos that's probably going to cost them less and then they consistently, you know, publish on a weekly or monthly basis, you know, publish a video every month or two months and keep, you know, getting the, the, the exposure, get more video views, get more exposure for your product, educate your market, create a story around a series of videos instead of spending, you know, thousands of dollars throwing one video up on YouTube and hoping that something happens. I agree. Most of my content is shot with my half-broken iPhone 8. Right. And your audience connects with that because it's authentic and it's you and, and you're bringing yourself to the table. And that's the fear that most businesses have. They think that everything has to look polished and fantastic and it has to be big budget. And that's not necessarily what, what people want. A good example of that is if you look on some of the leading Instagram accounts, you'll notice that the images that get the most engagement are the ones that are more authentic. You know, the celebrities at home with their kids or doing random things. Those are the things that people really resonate with. People want to see, you know, the real behind the scenes truth and not the ultra glossy, high quality production necessarily. Sure, that has to be there as well. But I think that, you know, consistently creating video, even this type of content, you know, connecting with people, finding channels like this where there's, that they could share their story and talk about their brand or service or what got them to the point that they are is, you know, a, a fantastic way to get more visibility and exposure. And, and most people won't even do that. Uh, you know, they just expect clients to find them or customers to find them. And, and that, you know, is, is definitely the wrong way to go. So what do you think about brands or business owners who are, you know, conservative or, you know, have to be really conscious about the budget that they're spending? I think that that's a huge consideration when somebody is looking at their different channels or opportunities for brand exposure or advertising is the budget that they're working with. What are some really cost-effective methods that you use to help a brand at any level make the biggest impact with the least amount of yeah, with the well, not with the least amount of budget, but without having so that they can diversify their exposure. Yeah, let's say somebody has a ten thousand dollar budget for advertising. What are three to five ways that you would recommend they allocate that those resources so that they can get the most bang sure. for their buck? Okay. Well, first of all, I think it's it's super important to understand for the client to understand who their core audience is, and we've seen this happen over and over again where people rush in to create whether it's you know expensive images, videos, content of any kind, without really thinking of the end goal. You yeah, know, they think the it's client... for everybody. Right. So it's never for everybody. First of all, I highly recommend that they spend time to figure out who their audience is, where their audience is spending the most time, whether that's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever they are. Figuring out where the client is going to connect with their content on, a, on the highest level understanding who their audience is, what the main challenge is for, for their customers, right? So if they don't know what the problem is and what challenge their customers have, creating any type of content around that is going to be even harder. You might think that you know, but if you don't necessarily know what the problem is, you're not going to know how to create anything that might solve it. Another challenge that I see is, or a problem that I see before I dive into those tips, is that 
in a lot of cases, businesses create a lot of content about themselves. You know, we do this, we do that. We're great because without really taking time to figure out, you know, what the main challenge is or how it's going to help the customer in any way. So I like to look at that side of things first, what the big problem is for the customers. And I like to start stories with, we know you have a problem with X and this is what we do to help you solve it. You know, taking a look at that really solves a lot of problems in the long run. Now, how do you stretch out the budget and really, you know, focus on a few different channels to maximize your resources? First of all, with any type of content that you create, there's always a few stories to tell. So if you're creating video content, I like the whole behind the scenes, you know, shooting stories for Instagram, for example, of, you know, shooting day for our brand, showing the team, getting prepared, showing that side of it on Facebook and Instagram stories is a fantastic way to create exposure before you've ever even created any type of content. Now, once you have the actual content, whether it's video content or, or, or anything that's uh, higher production, you can take smaller parts of that and use it across different channels. So if you have for a video, for example, cut that down into smaller videos, 15 second segments, post them on Instagram, post them on Facebook, you know, that's going to help you stretch it out a little bit more, write a blog post about, you know, why you created a video and inviting people to view your video. So a blog post again, once that's done, write, why not write a press release about, you know, we've just released this fantastic video. We've invested a month of research to know what our customers' challenges are. And ta-da, here's the amazing video that we've just released. So taking whatever you're creating, breaking it down into smaller segments, blog content, stories, Instagram, Facebook, there's no reason not to do this. And here's another little tip. Even if they're just doing something as simple as attending an event or presenting at an event, Take pictures of that. Take pictures of people at your booth or people, or if somebody's giving a talk at an event, have somebody on the team take picture, uh, pictures of the person presenting from the company and use that as a blog post. Share a video about it. Share stories about it. Every little thing that somebody does can be used to create additional content. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of missed opportunities. I think business business owners are so busy being busy that they forget that the things that they are doing are actually a part of the nostalgia. And there's this huge reality movement where people want to see the truth behind the camera. They're, Absolutely. you know, they're tired of the high gloss editing. They want to see the human in the picture. And yeah. well, well, that's what people buy from, right? They buy from other people. They don't necessarily, they're not going to go and buy from a glossy magazine cover. They're going to come and buy from people that they, that they connect with on a very human authentic level. And it doesn't matter how technologically advanced or medical your, your product or service may be. People want to do business with people. People want to connect and buy from others that they trust. And the more you share, the, the more they'll trust you, the more they'll connect with you. And, and that's what we always try to make happen you know, on, on an ongoing level. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about your services then. You're, you are a agency specifically focused on cannabis and hemp. You're doing a lot of really cool stuff in the space, bringing community together where you're at. Are you serving an international clientele? Yes. Well, honestly, I'll tell you that most of our clients today are based in Israel, but their but their clients are, are are global clients. So all of our clients are, I would say, local with a global customer base. So I'll give you an example. Sidu is one of our customers. Sidu is this home grow device that allows people to grow their own cannabis at home using an automated grow box. They're quite yeah, beautiful. You should check it out. Sidu.sidulab.com. And they launched, I'd say, about two years ago. We started working there with them about a year a year or so. So that's a perfect example of a client that we work with and we help them with their content strategy, their email marketing, social content, press releases, anything that's content oriented. Yeah. 
So that's one of the big advantages that we have or the benefits of working with Canada Impact. The other side of things that we, that we offer, the other type of services that we offer are brand design, brand UI, UX, web design, packaging. So we try to offer the full complete 360 in terms of content, brand design, as well as the marketing aspect. So, you know, people come to us at various state stages of their life cycle. Some of them come to us very early on before they even have a product and we help them with the research, the competitive research, the brand messaging, the content strategy. While other clients you know, that we work with are more advanced along the way, they already have an established product and are just looking for that extra visibility or product you know, promotional aspect. Nice. Love that. Well, it sounds like you guys have some really cool things going on there. I love, you know, when you started to talk about meetups, I got all giddy because I talk, I have some folks who are coming through our certification programs who are entering into the industry. I would love to come. Oh my, they would probably think that I was right from there. (laughs) One more thing I want to, I want to tell you, I want to tell you and your audience is that Canada Impact has a private WhatsApp group. And I'll be happy to send you a link for cannabis industry professionals, entrepreneurs, investors. It's a very tight-knit group. We have about 100 people in the group right now. We really uh, let you know, people in very sporadically. But I think that your audience would, would really you know, benefit from, from our group. And I think the vice versa, we'd love to have you guys join us and help you know, grow the group and then share your value with it as well. And that's another example of something that we do. We try to build these very small communities of people helping each other out. And along the way, you know, that, that's really what helps build the brand from the PR side, the content side, as well as just the general information and value that that we all share. Yes, I would love that. And you guys, for those of you who are listening, we'll post the link so that you can get direct access into the group and find out more about what Canna Impact is doing over in Israel and around the world. I think this is such an exciting time to, to get connected with you. We're always looking for strategic partners and people who are doing things well in the industry to share opportunity with. And I'm so excited about this interview because I I didn't even have to do much talking. Everything that you're saying is in direct alignment with the things that we teach and share with our, with our audience and with our business owners who are, you know, just doing, everyone's just doing their best, right? We all want to be able to be in service to our communities. So I think what you're doing is so cool. The great thing about this industry is that we're all, you know, I think that the, the playing field is so leveled, whether there's companies with extremely high budgets or fairly limited budgets, everybody's on the same level, you know, on, on the same playing field. We're all facing the same challenges so that there's so much opportunity to really, you know, branch out and grow. Yeah, it's so true. Every, it, it is not, I call cannabis and hemp the great equalizer. There's, it does Absolutely. not know creed and it does not know <laughs> color. It's going to give everybody the same hard time no (laughs) but it's also gonna it's also gonna create a lot of incredible change too and we're happy to be a part of it would love to find out more about coming over to israel that would be like the most exciting thing and you know any of your links all of the information that you shared we will be posting around this blog post what is but why don't you just go ahead and verbalize really quickly if they want to find out more information about you or potentially working with you where they can find you Sure. So the, the easiest way to, to find us is to uh, visit our website, CanaImpact.co. You know, visit us to the site. So you'll find us on Instagram, on Facebook, or pretty much anywhere. But it's really just as simple as searching for Canna Impact. Chances are you'll end up on the Meetup page because that gets a lot of exposure. But you know, even from there, there's links that will lead you back to the website. So just you know, follow CanaImpact.co, and we'll be happy to talk. Awesome. 
I'm so grateful for your time today and, and sharing your wisdom with us. This is such an exciting thing to hear and to know that there's other like-minded folks out there who are focusing on the story. Sometimes I feel like I'm harping on it so hard, you right. know, to telling your story and how to tell your story, but it's refreshing to hear that somebody else is out there pushing the same thing. For those of you who are listening in today, you know, it's important for you guys. One of the major takeaways I want you to have from this interview here is no piece of information is too small. Everything that you do is a huge part of what's going to make you successful in your business. And because we are pioneers in this space, imagine what it would have been like to have a GoPro camera connected to one of the canvas covered wagons on their way pioneering out to the gold rush. If you could just see the landscape firsthand or see the herds of buffalo or the Indians or, you know, whatever it was that they were witnessing in their landscape while pioneering a new frontier, we are the exact same thing. And we're going to look back at this time in history and wonder what were the little things that made this big opportunity come to life. And every one of you who are working in this space or looking for your way into this space or whose life is being transformed by this product, while we are up against the biggest disruption in healthcare that we will ever witness in our lifetime, while we are developing the fastest growing cash rich industry in the world, and while we are innovating products and services and plans that will help rejuvenate our planet, our bodies, and bring our communities together. We need to document this so that the truth about cannabis and the journey that we've come through to make it safe and accessible to those of you who need it and want it can be brought to the surface and have the light shined on it so that the generations of misinformation can dissolve and disappear quietly. And we can really start to celebrate the power of this incredible planet and the medicines that are produced on it. So thank you so much. I really couldn't have said it any better myself. And and I completely agree with every single word that you said and that you shared. And that's a fantastic point. The little things that we share really amount and add up along the way. And seeing, you know, even on a personal level, going back and looking at the progress of what we've been doing and then going back to our clients and showing them the progress that they've made along the way, that's, you know, the best proof that we could ever deliver. Yeah, you know, I think that as we're, I consider us entrepreneurs to be artists, we're really painting a new landscape here. And so when you're that close to the painting, it's hard to see the details in your work. But you have to step back to see like, wow, I can't believe how much progress. Yeah. how much progress we've made and you know the milestones that we've hit so give yourselves credit for the for the journey that you are on and the milestones that you are hitting right now hopefully we'll talk again in in a few months and we'll be you know a little bit more advanced and a little bit you know on a a larger scale and hopefully have our first event in in the u.s actually it's a funny thing you know i'll just share you share one more quick thing with you we did have one event that occurred or a meetup can impact meetup that occurred in texas and that happens from connecting with somebody on LinkedIn that happens to be in Texas and like what we do. And we kind of gave them all the resources, the images, we helped them find the location. They took the ball and ran with it and hosted the first Canna Impact event in Texas talking about hemp and CBD and the legalities around it. And that, you know, it was an event that we didn't even have to, to be there, you know, uh, physically. So it's, it's just amazing how things evolve and, and snowball just by sheer people wanting to help. It's super powerful. The internet is bringing a whole world together and it's, 
it's pretty amazing to be a part of. And for those of you guys who are looking for a way to get into the industry, perhaps can it impact in your local town and community may be a good way to do it. That's all the time that we have today. So we'll post more information about all of the different things that we've shared. There'll also be a detailed blog post underneath the video. So you guys can go through and hear some of the highlights of our conversation. Make sure that you check us out at theemeraldcircle.com if you are looking for your unique way to position yourself for success in the industry, or if you already have an established brand and you need support solving the biggest challenges in this space so that you can grow, scale, and make the impact that you want to make with your products and services, we are here to help. You can also check us out on medicalsecrets.com if you are a patient looking for products and information that will help transform the way that you feel and function every day. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. Thanks so much, Warren, for your time. This was an awesome interview. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.